0: Seinfeld Triple X, a show about a show about nothing, where we ask, What's the deal with Seinfeld's 30th anniversary? My name is Chris. And I'm Craig. And this episode, we're going to be talking about season one, episode two of Seinfeld, The Stakeout, which originally aired on May 31st, 1990. And we are not stopping our
1: eight or nine year project to record an episode for every episode of Seinfeld. And air it 30 years after <laughs> the original air date of the show. That's what the three X's stand for. If you listened to our pilot episode and were dismayed at the lack of, you know, pornographic content, <laughs> then I'm sorry that we led you astray. But we, we are here to talk about Jerry Seinfeld, even though there is some porn in this <laughs> episode. We'll get to that. <laughs> now yeah, that I think about it, um, it was directed by Tom Chirones or Sharon. Tom Cherens, I'm not sure, uh, and written by Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. Surprise, surprise.
0: And astute listeners may note that this is episode two of the series, and it's airing approximately ten and a half months after the pilot (laughs) episode. (laughs) I'll, I'll get to what it was up against, but the long and the short of it is NBC ran out of programming for the summer and decided to throw out four more episodes of some failed pilot that aired the year before.
1: That's outstanding. That is outstanding. And then what? They they re-aired the pilot again. After episode five, they re-aired the pilot. Yeah. Great. So we're gonna do, you know, a few more episodes here in 2020, and then we'll see again in 2021. (laughs) That's the plan. Um, this one feels more like an episode. It's starting to feel more like Seinfeld, Chris.
0: Yes, yes. The show is hitting its stride a little bit
1: it doesn't have everything that we might like, I think that became part of what Seinfeld is known for. This does, it still feels like it's a show about nothing, but it doesn't feel as like kooky or zany or a little like the later episodes start to have really rapid fire editing and scene transitions. And this still feels like Larry David could have been a, bad playwright and got into tv instead
0: <laughs> but this episode also does have some jokes that would become long-running gags throughout the course of the series that's true like that's george true. refers to himself as art vandalay for the first time in episode two
1: yes they he brings up art vandalay the importer exporter george uh expresses his desire to be an architect uh and we meet elaine for the first time yes so, but, there, but as you said in our last episode, Chris, this show, I guess they've abandoned the pretense that this is about how comedians get their jokes.
0: <laughs> that was wise for them to do that. We as still evidence, have, like, far more stand-up than we will in later seasons, but already far less than the pilot episode.
1: Well, I, I want I want you to tell me about this because the opening stand-up has <laughs> nothing to do with the rest of the episode.
0: How do you pay for your groceries with a check? How do you write your check when you go buy groceries? Why would you? uh... Do you know that women write checks like this, but men write checks like that? What's the deal with that, Craig?
1: (laughs) What what good humor. Why don't we give this man a television show? He's clearly so insightful.
0: I mean, the audience at that nightclub is eating it up there. Oh,
1: my God. I didn't mention this in our pilot episode, but some of the takes to the crowd are just like, wow, that is not what they're laughing at. <laughs> Clearly someone else was on stage.
0: I'm pretty sure in the pilot it was a laugh track that just had like cardboard cutouts in the audience or something. Yes, that's it. Did very not sound true. like a real group of people laughing at a comedian.
1: It's so strange. So what is the we meet Elaine in the very first scene?
0: Yes, we have Jerry and Elaine in a video store in the very first st- scene.
1: Well, that, that'll that date you right away. It's a video <laughs>
0: store. I think it is called Champagne Video. I Jerry's it's, making it's... jokes about Cocoon 2. He's making <laughs> jokes about the porn section. He's, he's yakking it up in this video store. They are, um,
1: apparently, according to the Seinfeld Wiki, the... Uh, porno that elaine is discussing with jerry is called or is appears to be called emerald dimples (laughs) which is which is in the internet adult film database so
0: okay okay quick quick 90s corner though when you went to a video store as a kid in the 90s the porn was never just out in the central room right no like it it was was always in some alcove behind a curtain
1: there was a beaded curtain. We So we had, um, it was actually, it was Valley Forge video that then became something else. They were attached to a frozen yogurt store. <laughs> <laughs> that you, like they demoed a wall in between two parts of a shopping mall. <laughs> and then you could walk between them. But then there was a beaded curtain that you would go behind. Yeah, and and there's it wasn't usually labeled. like a
0: handwritten sign that says like must be 18 years or older to come back here. Yes, and I I ever
1: lost track of a parent in that video store only to have them emerge from behind the beaded curtain. <laughs> I I don't know what was back there. I've never been back there. Yeah, I the feel like by the time I
0: was out. old enough to go back there, like video stores weren't a thing anymore.
1: Yes, and by the time I was like going into a Blockbuster by myself, I don't even know if they had that section. Yeah. Um because the internet was happening by then. So, yeah. Um, so they're in this video store and it's like setting up that Jerry and Elaine recently broke up, but they're still, they, friends. but they're trying to be friends. They haven't really ironed out all the details. Um, and they're like discussing a woman named Pamela that he is supposed to know, but he forgets cause Jerry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Elaine wants him to join her for Pamela's birthday party. And Jerry agrees. If Elaine will come with him to, someone's wedding um whose family wedding, wedding family yeah. wedding classic classic sitcom
1: setup and ironically we don't spend any time at that wedding so it doesn't <laughs> really matter i guess uh and we cut to they like they fight a little bit about the details of of him remembering this woman or yeah, not yeah the
0: banter between them is definitely very tense in a way that it would not be in later seasons
1: no no um like it, i think
0: they're still trying to lean into a will they won't they sort of thing Yes, I
1: noted that in general about this episode, especially at the end where we spend like a minute and a half with them like making up, like coming to grips with their new friendship. And it's not like, it's not super conventional in terms of them. It's not an explicit will they, won't they, but it is like, Oh, that's where this show could go. Yeah. Oh, I like them.
0: It's more emotionally grounded than the show would become. Yeah, I guess in general, this show leaves open the
1: possibility that like Jerry and Elaine might be good people. It just <laughs> leaves it it doesn't it, it doesn't say that, but it does leave it open on the table in ways that like following seasons just completely foreclose that yeah. possibility. Uh Okay, we but get another. Yeah, speaking oh, about ahead.
0: Jerry being a good person, should we talk about what happens when he goes to Pamela's birthday though? <laughs> yes. Let's Be... let's do it. Because he's very much not a good person when he shows up at this birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> And it's set in this like 1980s style like fern bar that only exists from in TV shows that aired at this time. I have never been in a bar that looks like this. Well,
1: and they've clearly they have set up like a long table that would never exist in that restaurant yeah, so and- that they can <laughs> like stage it properly. But it, there's no other people in this bar. They literally like walk right in and then they're at like a 12 top.
0: Everyone's wearing suit jackets, which is what I put on when I go to a friend's birthday party at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And uh, um, But Jerry shows up, and he is immediately taken with another woman at the table.
1: Yes. Who knows the birthday girl, Pamela, through the law firm, or through law school, I guess. Yeah. And Jerry starts talking to this woman. He's sitting next to Elaine, but he doesn't really want to talk to Elaine, and... This gets to my, I'm going to do this a little out of order, Chris, but Mm -hmm. my what's the deal this week is what's the deal with voiceovers?
0: And I, what is the deal with this voiceover? It is bizarre. I
1: I do know that later episodes have voiceover in them in a like, this is inside the person's brain while a scene is going on. And I I think the best of them, and I look forward to, to watching them again, is like Elaine does them a lot. In later mm. episodes, um but this is like Jerry sitting at this table, this very long table, looking at this woman, and they literally all they do is like say hello to each other and maybe make one joke, and he goes, "Whoa." What? <laughs> what is this about
0: well she finds his jokes funny which i'm guessing not a lot of women do so <laughs> and it's like recorded in such a way that and because he's not
1: a good actor like he doesn't know what to do during the voiceover he just kind of stays sits there and makes a, a face that is of no emotion that anyone has ever expressed
0: well, and here's my problem with voiceover in general is it completely interrupts the comedic momentum and timing of the conversation going on around him because yes. you need time to hear Jerry's thoughts in between every line of dialogue. and So and it's like wh- someone says something and then everyone sits there in silence while Jerry thinks a thought to himself and it's really <laughs> weird to watch.
1: And the it plays in the episode they have either convinced the studio audience to laugh or are sweetening these jokes because these voiceovers... <laughs> go over really well. Like where Elaine starts trying to have a conversation with Jerry. And instead of responding to her, we get voiceovers where Jerry just goes, Oh no. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, I got to make her stop.
0: <laughs> this and he's, is
1: brutal.
0: The woman he wants to talk to, he's obsessed with what her relationship is with another man who's sitting next to her. And a lot yes. of the voiceover is like, are they dating? I don't know if they are.
1: And <laughs> the studio audience says and he th- she he finally gets back into a conversation with her finds out she works at a law firm uh we get a little bit of his voiceover like trying to memorize the name of the law firm which is very complicated
0: yeah see that was more of like a classic seinfeld banter thing to me is jerry desperately trying to remember simon bennett roberts oppenheim and taft and he just like yes. screaming it in his head over and over more and more quickly
1: and, and he's like saying it in his head as he turns back to Elaine after this woman has left. And Elaine's like, were you listening to me? And he just stares at her. Um, and it's just a weird, con- it feels over deployed. Like I know that the, it, it feels like it's going to be more of the show than I know it becomes. And it feels like a writing crutch in this scene.
0: Yes, because. Because it's not even really that funny. Because they like, couldn't it's... rely on just Jerry Seinfeld's acting chops to make correct. expressions so we could understand what he was thinking.
1: Correct, correct, correct. Um, so then what happens next? They, they have like a little fight in the cab between him and Elaine. Yeah,
0: Elaine is mad because he was paying attention to Mystery Woman and not her. Yes. And then Jerry goes home where his parents are staying in his apartment in a yes. couch bed in the living room. Yes.
1: So this is a thing that apparently it wasn't until season two that Jerry got a bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like are familiar with the Seinfeld set, there's like the recessed half hallway that leads to his bathroom, which does feature in the pilot um, where he's talking about whether or not to clean his bathroom. And apparently in this reality, he is not in this reality. His dad is played by a different actor and he doesn't (laughs) have a bedroom. (laughs) So his parents are sleeping on a fold out couch, uh, and he is staying at Kramer's, I guess. Yeah, he said um, he's staying across the hall. At Kramer, whose name is Kramer now, which is important. And they, there's like a little bit of a of a like planting a kernel of Jerry as a super like neurotic, uh, fastidious, nitpicky, like dating partner where they like start hassling him about a lane and they're like why do you what you're too particular like why do you break up with people so early
0: yes the seed is there but this also feels like it could be on any show from the early 90s it does. where it does. it's like yeah. a man is being like oh i don't know and his parents are like well what are you looking for and they're like treating the character of jerry seinfeld's like inner emotional life with far more like dignity than the show would later on
1: (laughs) yeah as if maybe he's gonna grow and change (laughs) yeah or he's just like the because elaine is so special which she is she's very interesting and and julia louise dreyfus remains amazing on this show throughout its run um but like yeah, but, it's,
0: yeah, by season 4 we're conditioned to accept that Jerry's just going to have a new girlfriend every episode and that's the way it's going to be and yes. we have not reached that point yet.
1: No, we have not. But her I did not remember that his dad basically comes up with the plot of the show of this episode. <laughs> Which, because he is saying, like, oh, I could ask Elaine for help with this, with finding out who this woman is, but that's weird because of our relationship. So, what am I going to do? And his dad's just like, stake out her work. (laughs) Just go (laughs) down there and pretend you have a reason to be there, which is very creepy and bad. (laughs) And and it's presented as this fun, goofy lark to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jerry's like, that's a good idea. I'll stalk her where she works. Awful. 30 years later, Jerry
1: sucks and Jerry's dad sucks <laughs> and it sucked at the time, too. The but Seinfeld better was...
0: canceled in 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they should have been canceled in 1990.
0: <laughs> Test audiences didn't get what they wanted. <laughs> So uh, that this gets to another interesting aspect of these early episodes, which is there's no B-plot or C-plot. This is all no. Jerry all the time. Every other <sighs> character is just, how do they relate to whatever Jerry's problems are? You saying all Jerry all the time just <laughs> bummed me out. <laughs> He's so uninteresting.
1: <laughs> because we, we get into this stakeout scene where George appears for the first time in the episode. Which is like, again, the show takes no pains <laughs> to explain who George is. <laughs> he's a real he's estate just,
0: agent. That he comes is a up. real
1: estate agent. Um, but he's there with Jerry. And they're already, they're concocting their plot. Which feels like that happens in Seinfeld a lot. So this becomes part of the mechanics of the show. Yeah. And it's very classic George. Like he is.
0: Yeah, Jason Alexander al- is popping in this episode. Yeah, he
1: he's coming up with names. Uh, he gets from like Hank Horbinson or something to Art Corvillay and then he panics and it's Art Vandalay
0: I love the way that Jason Alexander like raises his eyebrows when he introduces himself and says I'm an architect like this is very (laughs) like prime George here
1: I also I love the moment when they're standing outside the elevator and Vanessa starts coming out of the elevator and George panics and goes I forgot who I am (laughs) And they've forgotten the terrible cover story that he made up in the first place.
0: Um, well, then he that, introduces that's... himself as an architect who builds railroads. And <laughs> she says, I thought engineers do that. And George just goes, they can. It's <laughs> like George is fully formed here. <laughs> yeah, it's really stunning. Um, but
1: but again, to your point, it's not, there's no George action in the, in the story. It's all Jerry. Um, and as soon as there is a moment... Where Jerry and Vanessa connect. Jerry literally steps in front of George.
0: <laughs> I think George runs away then. He's like, I'm gonna go yeah. get coffee and just leaves. Yeah.
1: And he just leaves. Um, but th- yeah, that felt like a vision of where the show is gonna go. That little planning sequence. Yeah. Um feels like later Seinfelds. So and then we
0: get we get a Kramer scene for no reason. Kramer's really hanging out with Jerry's parents, playing Scrabble. <laughs> which is a pretty good scene.
1: Yeah, I guess they're arguing over what scrabble words work. They're rehashing some of the Elaine stuff. It doesn't really amount to much. It's just a, it's just a chance for Jerry to like not like his parents.
0: Yeah. And they haven't quite figured out how to integrate Kramer into the show yet. He's no, still more no, no, of no. like the neighbor people are creeped out by.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't uh he doesn't have any of his own like plot or backstory. He just exists. Um which you you can imagine the the brainstorming session where Larry and Jerry are like, well he's you just gotta have a guy who just comes in and says stuff and he'll be weird and that that's how he'll get some of his jokes. I think like, Larry cause...
0: David had a neighbor like that and that's how they got the idea. It's oh,
1: well, there you go. <laughs> you write what you know, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, and then and then we get to the makeup scene, Chris. What did you think about this whole like weird? This is a weird way to end. Okay, episode. so yeah, it
0: ends with Jerry and his parents and some other of his relatives in Jerry's studio apartment, and Elaine comes in. And first of all, we get a little more of the hints that this is a show about how he gets his material because Jerry's relatives show up and they say like, "Watch what you say around this guy. He'll put it in his comedy act." Yuck! 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, this is my what's the deal with this episode is what is the deal with Elaine? Because we are treated at the end of this episode to a very, like, emotional mis- scene where Jerry and Elaine talk about how they need to cope with the fact that they still want to remain friends, even though they're not dating any longer yeah yeah and sort of like the unofficial mantra of writing the show was no hugging no learning but this gets very close to hugging and learning at the end here
1: very close to hugging and learning like an earnest conversation where they're like hey should we talk about this or should we talk about it when we're in the car they kick out the rest of Jerry's family yeah
0: and And it's it's presented as like this obstacle to their friendship that needs to be dealt with in a very like mature serious way
1: yeah, not in a way that's lampooning that these conversations happen, which is I think where the tone of the show goes in the coming years. Yeah. Which is like we're gonna we're gonna find a way to mock the real conversations <laughs> that people have to get by. Yeah. Um and it does like they basically agree to a like we need to be able to talk about dating with yeah. each other.
0: I need to be able to ask you for your friend's phone number when I want to date her and not you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, And then... Uh, But it's so good to see Julia Louis-Dreyfus here. Like, she just brings so much energy to the show that Claire the Waitress did not. No, that's
1: true. And
0: and Jerry... (laughs)
1: As becomes apparent with
0: every episode
1: is just not a good actor and doesn't really know what he's doing up there. And so the best that he can do is react to people who are way more talented than him. And so you really need to surround him in the lineup with like heavy hitters. And so like George is maturing. Elaine is now on the the table and, and actually adding things to the show. Yeah, even Jerry's
0: um, mom is pretty fully formed. Here. Yeah,
1: she really is. I don't know what's happening with Jerry's dad. It's very clear <laughs> that they didn't know what's happening with Jerry's dad. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, so yeah, and then they like they kind of it kind of ends on a whimper of just like I guess we're okay now. And then Jerry says some cheeky stuff as they like head out the door.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to end with him actually going on a date with this woman he's been stalking the entire episode, but they yep. drop that. Nope
1: completely completely chris what else happened around may 31st 1990 take us home
0: well seinfeld aired its second episode and it landed at number <laughs> three in the nielsen ratings That's absurd. it lost to a rerun of cheers and a rerun of roseanne so it was okay. not exactly like stiff competition um but sure. that very week uh the simpsons also breaks into the top 10 for the first time in the ratings Um, We have Back to the Future Part 3 at the box office at number one. Um, Madonna is on tour, her blonde ambition tour. Um, She is in Toronto and the Canadian police are threatening to arrest her for simulating masturbation at her shows. Whoa. Boris Yeltsin has just become president of Russia. Um, Between episodes one and two of Seinfeld, the entire Iron Curtain collapsed and the Berlin Wall (laughs) fell and the Soviet Union dissolved. (laughs) Thank you, Jerry, for your work. And I read the New York Times that was published in May 31st, 1990, and there was an article about the upcoming fall time slots for television shows. And Fox had just moved The Simpsons to compete against The Cosby Show. Oh, wow. The New York Times compared it, or the New York Times summarized it as the family of the 90s against the family of the 80s.
1: Okay, that's a take, (laughs) I guess. Sure, sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, While I'm looking at our runtime here, Chris, we're trying to keep these to the runtime of the episode. We're just about out of time. So you can email us your thoughts on May 31st, 1990 uh, at SeinfeldXXX at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter.com slash SeinfeldXXX. uh, Or you can go to SeinfeldXXX.tumblr.com or Seinfeld.rocks for more information on this hit podcast, (laughs) SeinfeldXXX.
0: And we'll see you on June seventh, 2020, to talk about the uh, thirtieth anniversary of the third episode. But <laughs> the until then anniversary of the <laughs> third episode. Of... <laughs> but until then, no hugging, no learning.